shit! Uh, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm actually good. Welcome back for another episode of Spice to Meet You, the podcast that asks, who who does that guy know? Today I talked to a good friend of mine, Adam Brown. He's a sound designer, composer for video games, and his very first published game title is coming out very soon. It's called Duck Paradox, and it will be on Steam. We talk about that and other things in this episode. Uh, let's get right to it. Podcast... I'm talking to Mr. Adam Brown. Um, he is a uh, game audio person, folk. Uh, he's uh, kind of we're similar in that we're we're pursuing similar careers in, in game audio and sound design and music and composing, and we kind of come from the similar sphere of uh, cruise ship work. Uh, we know each other through Eric Lundgren, who is the uh, the uh, pioneer guest on spice to meet you uh we uh i met him at um weird it's i actually met you in vr now that i think about it because i uh (laughs) it was game sound yeah yeah i didn't actually meet you face to face uh well anyway whatever i i was in vr interacting with eric lundgren's avatar and (laughs) it was in my oculus in a, was it Alt Space VR for the yeah, convention? Yeah, Alt Space VR. Yeah, yep. and uh, you were there. So is uh, you know Eric through? Um, well, you had met we we had met once before in pa- very brief passing. We did in passing in a different country. Um, yeah. All, yeah, just like pure happenstance meeting, pretty much. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then yeah, so we just sort of like uh, got talking at that thing, and you're, um, you know you helped me out with a, a bunch of like F mod stuff and I helped you with some sound design stuff and mm-hmm. it was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like where, where do you come from and where are you headed, sir? <laughs> sure. So, uh, I'll, I'll try to keep it short, I guess. Um, so I grew up playing music. I think I've been playing music since, yeah, since first grade, really. Um, my friends and I, um, actually, um, in middle school, couldn't get into our school's jazz combo because we weren't good enough yet. Um, so we actually ended up creating our own outside of school there, which then oh. we entered into like the competitions and stuff, um, you, you know, uh, competing against the school. And it wasn't like, uh, like, oh, we know better than you or something like that. No, we were just so interested in trying to learn like these skills that, you know, that, uh, well, we just went ahead and, and tried our best to do it professionally. So, you know, in seventh grade, like, you know, we we're trying to book gigs at like clubs and stuff like that and um, had some fun times. So, you know, so I, I've been attempting to work professionally with sound for a long time you yeah. know, and then doing it, of course, for a long time as well. Um, I, I started out just really wanting to, um, to perform a lot. Um, so that's what I focused everything on. Um, that carried me through... Um, you know, of course, high school, college, all that stuff. And, um, so I've been performing for a really long time. Um, and, you know, after college, I, I sought to do that. Um, you know, so I played in a number of bands and stuff. Um, and I started doing the whole session and studio musician thing. 
um, eventually answered a random Craigslist ad actually for um, for a cruise ship gig. Hmm. And you know when I found out it was serious, you know moved forward and um, you know got a gig working for Carnival Cruise Line. Um, you know where where I performed for a few years, uh, became musical director. That's how I met Eric Lundgren and you. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Following that, um, I I did. Uh, let's see. I used to teach like you know kids how to be in rock bands, but you know I would teach kids as young as four and um, adults as old as like sixty five. You know, like how to play like rock band instruments and stuff like that. Um, then in twenty twenty uh, during the pandemic, you know, like everybody else, I had a lot more free time at home. You know, because there was no going out, of course. So, mm-hmm. um, and this is post cruise ship career, right? Post cruise ship career. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, you know, I, I came across um, a video um, that Christian Henson of Spitfire Audio put out, where mm-hmm. he was describing how to make vertical music, and I was like, man, I, I don't even know what that is. You know, I clicked on it, and uh, you know, of course, it's vertical adaptive music. So, you know, layers of music. Um, you know, like you, like you would have in a video game. And I just became so like enamored with this concept, you know, it was so revolutionary for me that, you know, I just started looking into game audio and realizing like that it's just the coolest world that combines like my creative side with my technical side. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so I've been devoting nearly every moment since to, um, to try to get to know it better and, um, to just get really proficient at, you know, at working within those parameters. So, yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, man, it's it's scary how parallel our uh, <laughs> our lives are, you know. Yeah. Uh, so okay, so yeah, that's the synopsis. Uh, why why is I felt the same thing with the uh, the adaptive audio thing because I read mm-hmm. uh, Winifred Phillips' book and uh, that kind of got me interested in it. I did like a Udemy course uh, that introduced me to F modded Unity. Um, you like me found um the the whole adaptive audio thing uh, mm-hmm. interesting why why is that so it's 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 funny because it's like you it's like living in a house for for years and years and then discovering this room that you didn't know existed which is like you you played music for years and years and then all of a sudden you found out that you can like produce music that like changes and adapts to someone else's input which is game audio, and it's like, uh, you, it's. It, I think that's that's why for me I got like infatuated with it, and and mm-hmm. I'll couple that with the fact that you know it's like, oh, this is a potential career that I could you know uh, develop. So it's like, is that kind of similar? How you? Uh, Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I um, I'm always really motivated to to figure out how stuff works. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah like doing research has always been, you know, a big part of me. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, breaking things down. So, uh, so when I saw, um, all right, when I started to like, you know, watch more videos on, on game audio, um, you know, or just read more books about it and stuff like that. Um, it was so intriguing because there was this whole side of music that existed, whole mm-hmm. side of like sound, audio, everything that, um, that was just so foreign to what I was doing, playing linear stuff or yeah. you know, improvised jazz or something like that. Yeah. Um, and, and I didn't understand at the time how it works. Just yeah. really wanted to, you know, I felt like iced out. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. um, so, so yeah, just, I was just, I couldn't be more curious at, at that time. And, you know, so 
pursued it, learned as much as possible about it. And then, you know, luckily I've learned a lot more about it by actually doing it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and we, again, similar paths, you started doing, um, game jams, uh, And what was the, so the game jam on the game that you're working on now, we can introduce mm-hmm. that uh, if you like. Sure. So the first game jam I participated in was, mm. um, very first yeah. one, first very. one, there it is. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I entered Not it jealous. actually on your suggestion. Um, yeah. you know, and I, I was, you know, for anyone out there who's considering hopping into a game jam, just do it. Uh, oh, I was yeah. really, I was really surprised at just like how easygoing everybody was. You know, most people expect mistakes to happen, and and mm-hmm. it just will. But you know, you all have the same goal of you know, like learning something, yeah. and so as long as you learn something, you know, you don't really lose. You yeah. Know? So yeah, it's it's sort of it's like it's like being in a, uh, it's like being in a startup company, but there's mm-hmm. like the stakes are very low and you're mm-hmm. like, you're already exceeding expectations as you walk in the door. Yeah, Dep- exactly. Now it depends on like the, the results, the, the end goal of the project you're working on, but yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So, so I joined, um, this, it was pixel, uh, pixel game jam. No, it was actually called pixel jam. Yeah. 2022. Mm-hmm. It was the second year they ran this. And, and basically the whole idea was, um, just, you know, pixelated games, right? So they had to have, um, you know, pixel artwork um, and then just satisfy a couple of, you know, requirements. Um, It ran over about four and a half days. So we had about four and a half days to, you know, to put together the entire game from scratch. I had less time than that to to learn Mm FMOD, you know, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) learn how to actually uh, put stuff, you know, how to actually implement the audio, you know, put it all in the game. Uh, So it was pretty tough you know a couple late nights there but what we did and i learned more in that four days than you know mm-hmm. than i had in the entire previous year of studying this yeah. stuff you know um our game duck paradox uh actually uh ended up winning that game jam and so we you know we yeah we won some prizes um and now the game is going to be up on steam and it mm-hmm. uh it comes out on july 8th Nice. Um, so, you know, search duck paradox on steam, uh, mm-hmm. D U C K space P A R A D O X. And, um, and what kind yeah, of game like, is it? So it's a 2d platformer where, um, basically you're, you play as this scientist doctor who, uh, invents a time machine, uh, but her pet duck, uh, wanders into it and like, so it ends up like exploding into a bunch of different timelines, um, gets all messed up. And then, so you've got to go, um, like rescue throughout each level. Um, you know, all of the versions of your pet duck while, um, these glitched out, um, bad ducks are like, you know, trying to, to come and, you know, kill you. (laughs) So, um, the, I already love that premise. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first time I've heard the actual, like, like description of it too. Cause Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, because we've only discussed like the audio stuff because all that. Oh, that's true. But that's a good. uh, Yeah. So you already hooked me with the premise. So. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, you've just got to repair the timeline by collecting all the ducks and, you know, then Mm -hmm. there you go. Um, Now, it has an interesting mechanic that uh, that has been rather polarizing. But overall, we're getting, um, you know, some pretty positive feedback on it. 
Um, no, uh, oh, just, just with within users because it oh, okay. it makes it hard and it makes it interesting. So those who are looking for ten minutes of like, um, you know, really <laughs> easy gameplay, well, it's, it's not for them. But you know, if you're if for 10 minutes, you know, it's also not like the most difficult game in the world or anything like that. So, you know, it's fun mm-hmm. to be frustrated, you know, um, <laughs> by a trap you set for yourself, you know? Yeah. And by okay. that, I mean like, so these bullets never die until they um, kill an enemy. So, um, oh. yeah, so they'll just keep bouncing around in the level forever. So um, if you just think you're going to go in and, you know, just shoot a million bullets, you know, and that's how you're going to get through this game all easy. Well, you know, then you usually can't get back to where you started from, you know, bring the duck back to the time machine or something because there's too many bullets to pass. Right. So one cool new feature that we recently added to was that, um, you know, because it's a, you know, kind of a timeline, you know, time oriented game, um, there's actually a time slowdown feature um, that you have. And so, you know, you can kind of, See, I don't want to drop any, you know, specific trademarked movies here, but um, you know, you can, you know, think early two thousands. Okay, pretty small so time over here. Uh, you can, you can kind of do the Matrix sort of slowdown yeah. thing to dodge bullets. And Warner uh, Brothers, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> don't send me any more letters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that just makes it way more fun, and then you know, um, man, there's just. There's so much more to it now that that even you haven't seen. So yeah, because we yeah we last we talked about it was a couple weeks probably last yeah. month I would say. Yeah. So my my recommendation is if you have ten minutes, cool. You're still gonna have fun at the, with this game. Yeah. If you have half an hour, sure. You know you might get through half the levels or something like that. Um. You know if you, you know if you have a day, sure you can probably beat the game. But then we also have an endless mode. You oh. know, uh, where we can see how long um you're gonna survive and you know. Uh, of okay. course, like somebody's gonna, um, well, some people are gonna be very competitive about that. So it's gonna be fun. Well, and it's th- if you're gonna try a mechanic that makes it really hard, it would be mm-hmm. on a game like this where it's like it's like an indie thing, and yeah, you know, you're not you're not trying to be like, uh, well, I don't know, I don't, it shouldn't say what you're trying to be, but it's uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the you can test the limits with this type of thing, you know. Yep. Um, because it's more like, and I assume that like most of the people involved with it, like most things that come out of game jams, like you're trying to, you're mostly trying to add your portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like, you know, it's the type of thing where if it makes some money, that's cool too. Yep. Um, yeah, man. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, I think that like, I, I actually, I want to play the game now from, from mm-hmm. your description of it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like how has, been like and i was joking about the jealous thing but it is kind of funny that like i was i've been doing i i were yeah. was doing game jams for like a year and a half maybe and yeah. then like i had a bad experience and i kind of like i took a break from it and sure all that stuff but i was like yeah you should try game jams and blah 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 and you're like yeah all right and then the very first one you had <laughs> you won it <laughs> yeah yeah it's just like oh all right but, I know uh, it, 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 was crazy. <laughs> it made me actually get back into the saddle with it because yeah. I'm like, well, if he had, if he could find, I just found the wrong people each time, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. And sometimes you luck out right away, and sometimes it takes a while. But oh, um, for sure, because I'm working on we're we're actually the results are announced today. Uh, I don't I don't know if we won based on our current prototype that we have, but it's a game sure. uh, about uh, you know shooting enemies. 
It's called Deathland mm-hmm. Drifters. It's for the Greenlight Jam. And uh, nice. We're gonna. I already. We talked to some. I talked to one of the other programmers, and there there's some interest in completing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you helped me with that. In that you uh, helped me with some Shepherd Tone stuff, which you have in your in your Duck Paradox sure. um, soundtrack too. Yep. Um, which I have to. Um, I have to really. We. I have to crack as to why I can't get it to work in in Logic, and like all the little artifacts, and I. I just have to work at it, but um, for sure. Um, my. Yeah, you basically helped me get a, a good Shepherd Tone loop, um, but like. I I struggled with the, all the little artifacts that appear from from the pitch shifting and I just need to my I bet my plan is to um have maybe like a pack of them that I can draw from maybe oh, not to sure. sell but idea. like make like 10 or 20 shepherd tones of different textures and uh you know go from yeah, there but you know I don't know if they exist on any of the asset stores but you know yeah, if you did you 12 of them one for each key you know, you something go. like that, man. I yeah. mean, it would it would really, I think it would really help. Like have know, the starting point be at, at that pitch, and then yeah, um, interesting. Because yeah, that's an idea. They make a lot of music more interesting and more tense, right? And yeah. um, you know, just yeah. I mean, it it just could be a really useful time saver. You know. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, and just having you because it came from you. You just sent me a file, and it just worked yeah. immediately. And yeah. It was a lifesaver. No, uh, and so for people listening who don't know what a shepherd ton is, it's a it's a loop that creates the illusion of constantly rising pitch. So it like creates this tension. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, you can go see it if you look up. There's a there's a Vox video. I actually just sent this to my uh, mother-in-law mm-hmm. uh, of uh, the Dunkirk um, soundtrack. Is a oh, good sure. example of that. Yep. But anyway, um, yeah, man. Uh, well, that so that's awesome, and it, and so that's on Steam. Duck Paradox is on Steam. Mm-hmm. Uh, already, is it like a wish list thing, or is it out? It's out now. Or? Um, so or it's July eighth. You said July eighth. Yeah, July eighth. So, yes. um, I'm <laughs> sure this will be out. out after July eighth. So, if it's, uh, if it's after July eighth, yeah, definitely go go check it out right now. Yeah. You know? Um, yes. it's it's a uh, you know, I mean, it's not something like you're gonna have to like get all set up in your house, like I don't know, playing. Arkham Asylum or something like that, you know, you got to devote two hours to it. No, like just, just hop on, um, you know, download it. You'll have fun if you play it for 10 minutes or 20 minutes, several days, doesn't matter. You'll have fun. Yeah. Good stuff, man. (laughs) Um, so like with, all right. So yeah, we have the, the interesting page of Shepard Tone. Mm -hmm. I'm just reading through my notes. Yeah, Uh, sure. Um, Is that your cat or my cat? That is my cat. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. I She's just, freaking out. <laughs> that's fine. Um, Could I actually it? ask you on maybe yeah, another point? Yeah, please. Um, sure. How like how did your game jam go? You know how did um, I, I guess like how how did that all work out? What was your experience? Was it better than this last, last time? This last one like, or yeah yeah this last yeah. one um, that you did. I had this is the first game jam I've done in a while, um, mm-hmm. so it. Uh, it was kind of like I was, you know, I I feel like I was maybe a little pushy in, in past game jams where it's like I'm in my mid-30s and I'm trying to like get like a really awesome portfolio piece together and I'm working with like maybe 19, 20-year-olds yep. uh, who are, you know, maybe not as 
you know, focused <laughs> on that. And they just kind of want to like learn and do a smattering of, uh, you know, learning projects. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no. So this one, I kind of came into it more like I, I approached it differently in that when I was choosing a team, I was a little more like I did a little more research at that mm-hmm. stage of it. And I feel like that really helped. Um, and you helped me with that. Cause I was, I was sending you like, you know, like, what do you think of this person's itch page or like, blah, blah, blah. And I was sending stuff For to sure. Gunner too, kind of going like, <clears throat> do they seem based on your experience? Like, mm-hmm. do they seem like I, I specifically cited like uh, the people working on duck paradox, do they, is, is the art style as like, is this up to the level that you think would, would be the person in, doing the art and duck paradox. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's not that I was like, I, I need them to be that level and all that stuff, but I was just kind of, you know, there's certain, I'm getting used to the red flags with, with, uh, things like if they only have like a couple games and they're unfinished and they, you're like, if you look at someone's portfolio and the best they can come up with is this, is that mm-hmm. like a benchmark for the yeah. type of skill you're looking for? And I, all I wanted was, you know, like I'm not looking for professionals. Like we're all here learning. Right. Sure. Um, but I wanted to have, I want to at least kind of cross the finish line with this mm-hmm. thing. Cause that was my big uh, disappointment with the last one I did um, mm-hmm. was that we sunk a whole bunch of time into it and it went nowhere. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's a common, very common thing with with yeah. any kind of game development, especially game jams. But um, at at the stage of choosing, like who to, to contact and be like, hey, I write music. And by the way, I contacted like ten different people, and there was, sure. you know, only a couple people got back, and then you know, whatever. So you, there's a certain amount of risk anyway. But uh, yeah, I I still I put a little bit more time into the research stage of choosing. And I think that paid off because, uh, you know, these people, um, you know, she, uh, there was just more expertise than mm-hmm. previous jams that I've done. And like, you yeah. know, people were sending like, what do you think of this color scheme? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this time has been better. Um, uh, a lot of the, the, I was a little bit like going into it. I was kind of gung ho about the F mod thing because I was like, mm-hmm. I got Adam Brown in my back pocket. <laughs> if I if I run into trouble, I can call him. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, let's go. Let's do this. Let's set it up. Let's. Uh, I'll learn all this integration and stuff. Yep. Uh, the F the integration part of stuff is not my strong suit. It's such a steep drop off for me. Mm-hmm. I I'm not. I don't do it all the time. So it's like you go and you do one tutorial. And then you don't look at it, that tutorial for another year or two years yep. <laughs> or something. Right. So it's like, um, if I'm not doing it all the time, then it's just, I'm not going to get really good at it. Um, so I ended up kind of leaning on the, uh, one of the programmers a little, a little heavier than I wanted to. Uh, sure. but, um, yeah, it, it went better. And, uh, we, and there was sort of like, there's more maturity with this group than past ones where it's like they understood scope and like, okay, we mm-hmm. could probably do this, but let's just get a, you know, a nice functional vertical slice of a yep. game working. Um, yeah. So it's, it's been better. <laughs> it's nice. So expectations were managed and uh, they're good. There wasn't too much pressure on anybody and sure it was good. We all kind of came together with the, mm-hmm. with the thing and it, it, it worked pretty well, I think. 
Nice. Did you guys use any like version control or project management stuff or anything like that, or or just kind not of really? It? We kind of okay. just use Google Docs. Okay. Um, yeah, this one, and I was kind of like, because it was like, luckily we all used the same programs and stuff. We all were using Unity, and uh, yep. we used GitHub for um, yep. for that. Um, yep. I guess if that's what you meant, sorry. Um, yeah, so that that would do it, you know. Yeah. Um, that would allow um, for version control. Yeah. I guess I thought you meant like the, the Notion and, and Trello boards and stuff like that. We didn't sure. use any of those. but That would um, be like the project management project stuff. Management. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, we didn't really yeah. use that so much because it was okay. more like we had a meeting and we made a checklist okay. of like audio stuff and then uh, you know yeah. visual stuff and the blah blah blah. So well, there you go. You can call that a stand up meeting. You know, yeah. so you're you're now used to stand ups and yeah. you know, um, so you know if it's you're good. not aware of it, use uh, like look up agile. Um, yeah, 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 workflow or whatever. <laughs> all the, boom, all the corporate go. stuff. I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever LinkedIn post you want to. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's been good. Uh, We're going to finish it. Um, I I, this this particular one is kind of like a, you know, space Western style uh, soundtrack. So they wanted uh, some guitars and acoustic stuff. I might Mm -hmm. I might uh, uh, get some actual live guitar on it. Um, but I've mm-hmm. been using um, a VST for that, and it's it's interesting because you kind of are limited. Uh, like I found Definitely. out, there's a the one I'm using is like they have a, a slide up, but not a slide down, which oh. is infuriating. <laughs> like that they would not include the other, <laughs> you know, yeah. include one and not the other. But anyway, it's fine. I worked around it, but there was a one I reached a point in the the, the main theme where I was like, this sounds so good if there was just a you know and i just couldn't do it so i had to had to move on to a different idea uh but yeah so like you're getting into sound design a little bit more than you were yep um i think like me you're seeing that like there's value in you know, if you're trying to get a game audio job, it's like yeah. as a composer, you're a little more limited as far as your opportunity mm-hmm. starting out than you would be necessarily with like, you know, maybe an audio engineer or a sound designer yep. um, type position. Is there, what are your, what are your, well, first off, how are you, do you enjoy sound design? <laughs> I do. I, um, I especially... Let's see. I, I guess where I'm happiest at it and feeling um, most comfortable, um, I guess, is is typically when I actually have to make all the source um, sounds myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I, I do use you know plenty of sound libraries and things um, you know in a pinch. But um, on the most recent project um, I did uh, for another game jam, um, I decided to do probably 85, 90% of it. Uh, just recorded fully from around my house and then just cleaned yeah. everything up in, you know, Isotope RX. Absolutely, yeah. And, uh, you know, I just, it, there's such a clear, um, I guess, like, you know, road to get from the sound you hear in your head and then just being able to recreate that with household objects versus, like, uh, mm-hmm. getting disconnected by having to go through, you know, a bunch of libraries. and Right. You know, I, I don't know whether that, <laughs> you know, could help me or hurt me in some some regards but ultimately like i end up um producing a lot more work quicker that way and i think that's fun i guess where this um 
where this sort of way of approaching it to kind of came about for me was, um, let's see, uh, last year, like my, my wife and I had, um, had our first child and I started noticing that like all of his baby toys just sound so different from everything that I own. And oftentimes <laughs> like they, they just make these like wonky sounds that, yeah. uh, that, you know, I just, I couldn't get anywhere else or like he'll be playing with something in the weirdest way and it'll make like just a funny sound. And so I'm just getting like this inspiration, you know, from, um, from an, you know, a baby <laughs> on like yeah. how to come up with cool sounds. And he just, he gets the wheels turning yeah. you know, for me. And then I, I try to take that and run with it and, you know, actually like put it in the game. And so I love that. That's cool. You yeah. Just set up a little, just, just record him for an afternoon or something. And yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I, I try to do that for music too. Sometimes, um, you know, like he and I'll just sit down and play piano and he just like kind of hits stuff, you know, but yeah. Uh, but sometimes there's like a cool rhythm or a method to what he's doing or something, yeah. you know, in, in the weirdest way or, or <laughs> like just some, some strange chord that ends up sounding great. And I'm like, man, you know, like I got to take that idea and run with it. And so there's mm-hmm. this extra layer of passion for me, um, right now, you know, it's cool, man. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, like my, my child's involved. I just yeah, think it's man. pretty cool. No. So, and I think, I think you, you make a, a good point about like recording, you know, your own sounds versus going to a library. It's like, you're, mm-hmm. you're going to get like, I find myself it's, it's intuitive for me. Cause like, and what I was going to ask is like, do you think being a musician has helped you sort of develop an intuition towards sound design? Cause I feel like, and sound design is, isn't it definitely its own like mm-hmm. sphere. Right. But there's yeah. lots of things that I feel like years and years of ear training, have mm-hmm. are there def- that's definitely going to put you at an advantage when you're uh, doing sound design and like um you know being able to go like oh is is this whoosh noise going to be right for this or does it need to be yeah. heavier sounding or mm-hmm. and like you know and like what's the and the developing like the um the skill of going getting from point A to point B whether it's like do I get a large larger pole to make the whoosh noise or do I just yeah. add a pitch shifter in the program or like what am i best at or what am i fastest at or what yeah household items are going to sound the best yep. for this particular one um yeah and that's i think i i like all these stories about like you know so and so made this uh sound with this weird source cue or whatever yep. like there was uh uh there's a vanny audio it's a uh someone i follow on instagram mm-hmm. and she's a sound designer who posts a bunch of like tutorial stuff and you know uh, she works in like Pro Tools and uh, Isotope stuff, lots of tutorials, and uh, she posted some like, guess what the se- the source cue is? Yep. Uh, and it was like it was some creature growling thing, but it was mm-hmm. like, g- like this goo putty stuff in a mm-hmm. cup, and she's blowing air through a straw into the cup so that it's doing this like <laughs> nice. bubbling kind of yep. <laughs> thing. Yeah. So it's like this, but it sounds yep. not human because it's not. It's a yeah. goo in a cup. <laughs> but I'm like, that's awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, just weird things like that that I wouldn't have thought of. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I I think that uh, d- yeah, it's it seems like to me being a musician going into sound design, like mm-hmm. there's a lot. I f- I think of it like coloring. 
a little mm-hmm. bit, and maybe that's oversimplifying in it. I'm not I'm not an expert sound designer. I'm still very new to it, but I'm I'm diving like headfirst into it and doing like redesigns right now um, to try to add to my reel and like uh, it's just yeah finding the right sound is like mm-hmm. very paramount. It's like does this does this have the right weight and texture and like yeah. All the little, the down to the very granular details of, mm-hmm. of like, what what is wrong with this? Like, is yeah. there anything that sounds inappropriate? And it's very sure. much like producing a, a track of music where mm-hmm. it's like you need another set of ears on it. Yeah. Um, like that 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 golf uh, video thing yeah. that you sent me. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and and that's one of the uh, the golf videos actually. Uh, one of the few recently that I haven't like layered some type of synth sound onto. You know, um, I, I like the whole um, Akash uh, Takar, and I, I don't know if it uh, originates with him, but uh, you know, he has a video about the HMLS technique, and that's, you know, okay. you, for for sound, you've got to have something high, something, you know, um, in, in the mid-range, something low, and then, mm-hmm. of course, something special. Um, oh, okay. You know, so usually uh, I do think about that. that for sure. Akash yeah. Takar, very well-known game audio uh, sound designer person. Yeah. So I try to use like a synth or something um, for kind of that special layer, like you know, usually just like a pad or something like that. That um, that I can just layer in, you know, a touch to the sound. And and with that, like I usually try to choose a chord or something that communicates the the feeling that I want the listener to have when they mm. hear it. Okay. Because uh, I find sometimes that you know, uh, for whatever devs I'm working with. Uh, I can actually fix the sound for them um, just by like layering in that chord and giving them a certain feeling rather than going back to the drawing board. Interesting. Because you know, if they hear it differently than I do, if they're like, oh, it sounds too happy. Well, what if I go in there and I put in like, you know, a chord that I know is. Um, can you give an example of like how to, what do you mean? Like you're adding a chord, but it's not in a musical. It's, I guess it's debatably in a musical way, but like what would, what would sure. an example of a, an actual source cue be? Sure. So, you know, I, I got to thinking of, of this when, um, you know, I, I guess when I first came across some transcriptions years ago of like the Mario sound effects, you know, from back mm. in the day, you know, yeah. so, um, so like, you know, when you pick up a coin, you know, it's, you know, yep. it's that sort of thing there. And it, it's really just two notes, right? It's not yeah. like a sound effect recorded somewhere, you know, it's a, a B and then an E just sure. played in a certain rhythm and boom, there you go. So, um, there's something about that that just sounds like, um, like, Oh, I just succeeded. So, um, yeah. it's ascending. It's like a, a comfortable is a fourth, right? So it's like, yeah, a, it's like a nice yep. familiar interval. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And you know, likewise, like if it's something maybe you weren't supposed to do, or if it's a bad coin, you know, maybe you flip it, you know, yeah. um, I, I don't know, <laughs> like, yeah. um, something like that could give you the feeling, you know, that you want. Um, yeah. I, I use a lot of sus chords, um, especially for like UI type stuff or like buttons or okay. things that, you know, just, you know, of course are, you know, because uh, a sus chord is not really going to have, you know, a, a super defined like happy or sad quality. So, you know, like maybe we'd have a sword hit, but I'd have like, you know, like, yeah. like layered in with it, you know, and um you know, if you layer it in just enough, well, sometimes you can still get that certain feeling yeah. um, that you wanted to have, but it's also kind of like a, a magical layer, but it yeah, yeah, still yeah. sounds like the source audio, you know, the, yeah. like the actual 
sword materials or whatever, you know? Well, and that's, that's so interesting. Cause like you, that's a direct like combination of your musical knowledge mm-hmm. with like, like just like voice, like I like voicing things in clusters yeah, if I'm totally. ready for a horn section. Cause I like oh, the, yeah. how it, they bounce the vibrations kind of like rub together. And Absolutely. because of, uh, you know, if all music is just dissonance versus consonance and going mm-hmm. back and forth between the two, uh, then kind of the same thing could be said for sound design because it's like yeah not in in how it's like you know tension resolution and back and forth but like the fact that you can add like a little uh mm-hmm. like weird interval to like denote this is a bad coin <laughs> you know yeah, uh, yeah I love that that's that's so cool because like mm-hmm. you yeah you, you you've opened up uh you can you can apply that to so many different things and like not even because i and the first thing i think of with that is like um like a more like cartoony kind of platformer mario mm-hmm. looking thing yep. um where it's like you're you're you can kind of be literal with it where it's like mm-hmm. you know oh, i'm gonna actually just layer in this interval blah blah, blah. yeah but you could apply that to i think you could apply that to a lot of anything but like mm-hmm. the first thing i think of is like adding like you know dialogue if you wanted to layer in like the same voice but pitched down and mm-hmm. then you could pitch them down in in chords so yep. when they talk they're talking in this voicing kind yep. of thing um yep. that's yeah that's interesting um yeah i mean it's always one of the first things i experiment with i guess um you know whenever i'm doing sound design or uh dialogue editing you know yeah. like you said because yeah. you you can get some otherworldly effects by just creating odd dissonances you know, and stuff yeah. like that well um, and it, yeah and it's like it it's interesting learning all this audio production stuff just mm-hmm. not like i'm not doing it in any kind of formal way i'm just going mm-hmm. and doing it um yeah. a lot of it is like just thinking of the possibilities yep you know yep uh getting inspiration from uh of like oh you can actually just do this mm-hmm. with these tools and obviously part of that is knowing the tools well enough but sure um yep i don't know i just i find that that you know like if i'm not 100 percent getting my point across that it's like okay you know i i could really uh land this better okay let me layer in a chord or a sound that i know is going to communicate that and then somehow that just like typically pulls it together you know and communicates what i'm trying uh to to articulate so i love that that's awesome i'll do it till it doesn't work anymore (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i so I wrote this thing down and I'm just, it's sort of, it's sort of my own indulgent. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. asking just in general, but like, um, you know, I've, I've realized that I've, I'm sort of, this podcast started as like talking about creativity, uh, which is such a general out of scope thing. Uh, but I guess it's more, I'm more realizing that, Cause it's just kind of a reflection of where I am in my life and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, like I've realized I'm kind of more interested. I'm, I'm, I'm obs- almost obsessed, I guess, with the process of like crafting something, whether or not, whether that's like a chair, <laughs> whether that's like watching my dad build like our, our kitchen cabinets as a kid or watching my mom draw something, uh, mm-hmm. or watching like that guy, the, 
what is it? Those the primitive building videos. You ever see those? Like the time oh yeah, lapse totally. videos yep. of the guy building like a house in Indonesia with his bare hands. Yep. Which yep. is, I think they're fake. I don't know if I. Someone told me they're fake. Like they have like a backhoe behind the camera oh, okay. or something. Uh, but if they, they are. Show I don't want to know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I like, love it. But yeah, it shows like a time lapse of this guy like building like a whole like swimming pool out of clay yep. kind of thing. Yep. But like that stuff fascinates me, and it's interesting too because my dad was just telling me about like I called him, and he's like, "Mom's like she's going. Your father's watching YouTube videos about uh, logs <laughs> of just like I guess, and I, it's like carving stuff out of logs and mm-hmm. whatever. But like, <laughs> I guess I've been exposed to more of this kind of thing." Um, through trying to network with people through Instagram and like artists and animators and mm-hmm. trying to find people like, Hey, can I add sounds to your video? Uh, I end up finding a lot of like work in progress mm-hmm. clips and, and all this sure. stuff. And just, I guess it's like, do you, do you find, is it because it's like, you're seeing the, like seeing the process of it being made. It seems to be more, satisfying to see the end result than if you just see the end result like obviously like i'll go see um a movie that you know and i'll just enjoy the movie for its final product and that like i'm not going to enjoy watching like 10 hours of it being made Mm -hmm. versus just watching the 90 minute movie um but like just seeing a slice of like how this was made for example like um continuous shots I have yep. uh, I follow a couple people on Instagram of just like these filmmakers who are d- they show like half the screen is the f- final shot yep. and half the screen is like somebody filming them filming it and it's yep. like all these like you see one person in the frame but then you see this entire crew like swarming mm-hmm. around them changing yep. the set and like you know yep. it's I find that stuff so fascinating um yeah and is it I don't know do you think that that's because like seeing how it was crafted and created makes it more satisfying to see the end results. Totally. Yeah. I, yeah. I would say without a doubt because, um, okay. You know, obviously there's, there's a technical side to me or I would, you know, I wouldn't be doing game audio, but you know, the, the artist half of me and I, I think all artists, uh, can, t- can agree with this somewhat mm. is that, um, a lot of times the process is the art. You yeah. know, um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, a lot of times the process sure. is the art. So, um, you know, I I tend to leave like little happy accidents in or something that are just gonna yeah. be jokes for me or you know something for me to to mm-hmm. bring up to the devs way down the road and be like, you know, this this was actually made from this thing you did, you know, that I recorded or right. yeah, just stuff like that. And it's it feels like you know more a piece of you. And, yeah. um, and, and I like that, you know, um, there's a, there's a lot of fun memories, um, to that, you know, like, um, the one Easter egg that, you know, came from the last game jam game I did, um, I was doing dialogue editing, mm-hmm. uh, for it. And it's like this guided therapy session, um, sort of, and there's like 40, I think like 40 dialogue cues. And I was batch editing them, and I accidentally unmuted them all at one point just from you know selecting all the <laughs> tracks. And and of course because they're all lined up, they all played together. And, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was just like this, uh, you know, otherworldly like sound, you know, <laughs> um, just all of this chaos going on at once, you know, just like swimming yeah. and reverb and you know stuff. And so, um, so I was like, you know what? They're like this is going to be the basis of 
um, like the final um, like enemy because it's a manifestation of like all your you know, inner mm. problems anyway. Nice. So, yeah. so I started building things around that. And, you know, of course, the end result, it just sounds like like a sound, you know, collectively. But if you were to like hardcore pay attention, you might start to realize that, you know, there's, there's like all these voices going on. But, I, you know, I doubt it. You know, if you're playing an action-packed boss fight. So, so you know, that was, it was a lot of fun, um, I guess, you know, pulling a Bob Ross there and, you know, finding a happy accident. <laughs> And just going with it. And, you know, so that, you know, I, I learned something. I expanded my horizons to uh, to realize, like, uh, well, another type of creative process, you know, maybe mm-hmm. or, or like a, a way to get a result, you know. Um, in the future, um, you know, I, I tried something new I've never tried before, albeit by accident. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, this listening to that sound brings back so many, like, positive memories to me now because it's like man like it's just so funny how i got there you know yeah man no um, and it's <laughs> i feel like that that type of thing where it's like you 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 say like oh um it's all the stuff that's invisible on first uh consumption of like say like mm-hmm. a video game or a movie or whatever of of that little that notion that there's somebody there's some artist adding their little stamp to something yep. where it's like um, I'm gonna because this character's the boss character is a manifestation of all your problems. Mm-hmm. I have this multiple voice thing going on that someone playing the game might not, they might not notice. But like, there's all these, and how many times does that happen? Right? It's like, mm-hmm. and how how much of that? Because we're just used to consuming finished media. That's like, yep. we have a certain standard that nowadays it's like everybody, even like, un, you know untrained ears Mm -hmm. just as consumers have um like an idea of this sounds finished or not this sounds professional or not but Mm -hmm. it's like that threshold of of sounding professional is crossed Mm -hmm. and and completed by uh having an amalgamation of all these little art of all these artists adding their little stamp to it and making it like it it serves the vision of that project more than it serves any one artist yep. creating that project you know yep. uh and the amalgamation of all these things coming together makes this superior product that people love uh i think that's that's mm-hmm. that touches on why i want to have a career in this kind of field because uh you know it's like it's it's fun blowing into a tube i love it it's awesome <laughs> yep uh but you know i there's something about contributing to something as a team Mm-hmm. And contributing to something that's greater than the sum of its parts, uh, that is very, very, very satisfying in a different way than mm-hmm. playing a you know jazz saxophone solo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I. But you know, one thing I've learned about this industry too um, is, is especially the audio side of games, mm-hmm. is that everybody is just so darn helpful. Um, yeah, and, and I don't know if that's just because like by comparison musicians are less helpful <laughs> but like i th- it's i don't think that's the case but i think that game audio specifically like and of the podcasts and and media mm-hmm. that i've consumed it, surrounding yeah. this subject game audio people seem to be just very very helpful and mm-hmm. like will yep. pass on some knowledge and cuz yep. 
you know, I've 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 done these like redesigns and stuff and sent them to these contacts that I've made through this person or that person. I have like a list of people that I sent uh, this mm-hmm. stuff to, and they are just like the the um, certain people will send me back like a video, like a YouTube mm-hmm. video of them critiquing it in like live. Oh, because it's yeah. like there, it's like one, it's faster for them, but like yeah, they. Uh, like who that's amazing like that mm-hmm. you took time to sit and go like you know what would be really cool here is if like you know you you had like this suck in thing before the explosion happened to like yeah. really yeah. emphasize the explosion like amazing and it's the stuff is there the people have the the all these game audio professionals have the knowledge and they're ready to give it to you if you're willing mm-hmm. to seek them out and like do some work yep. and and try it yeah you know uh Absolutely. It's great. It's awesome. Yeah. That's the thing that absolutely like attracts me to this industry and mm-hmm. you know what, what kind of really hooked me into it. You know, for one, everybody's motivated. Everybody's yeah. motivated to oh, finish yeah. stuff. Yes. And you and I both know that that's not always the case for musicians, you know. Uh-huh. Sometimes they they're so laid back that nothing gets accomplished. <laughs> um which yeah. hey, there's there's some fun in that. You know, that's that's cool, but you know, for work well, uh, it depends you know. <laughs> on what your goal is, right? If you're if True. you're supposed to be the guy in a piano bar who's the life of yeah. the party and you're easygoing yeah. and blah 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 blah, and you that, have all that's your true. stuff yep. together, then that's you're doing your job, you know. That's but true. It's like yeah, yeah, deadlines. <laughs> it, exactly. And I just you know I, I think I've grown super attracted to uh, to just working with with these kinds of nice, happy, motivated people. But it makes you want to be that person too, right? Yeah, like it makes exactly. me want to like if I get yep. a job at a company yep. and someone comes to me for advice, I want to give them advice. Yeah, because that's what I got, you know. So yeah, absolutely. I think it's a good kind of way to live on top of oh, being totally. a good way of operating your business, you know. Yeah, totally. Because um, I mean, like you know, there's jobs out there. I think uh, the more I had this conversation with um, a saxophone player out here in Vegas of basically saying like. Yeah, and it was, it was, I was dark. It was during the pandemic. And it's like, what if this person's not working, then what hope do I have? And they were kind of like, you know, I, I think that musicians tend to take care of each other out here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he kind of, he kind of just took me by the shoulders and turned me around a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. metaphorically speaking. Uh, yep. it's just because it's like, it is, it's true. Like the evidence is there. It's like, we, you know, if I, not don't look at it like oh you're this person has this gig it's like well i'm mm-hmm. still getting called for all this stuff here so it's like and i'm who yep. am i i'm like the i'm uh, down the list of like you know whatever anyway so yeah i think that there's there's plenty of work for everybody uh and i think that a good attitude to have is uh is one of just being helpful mm-hmm. uh, and if you're helpful then people will help you back so yeah uh you know, kumbaya and all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well put. Yeah. Uh, well, so I, I'm, I want to sort of like wrap it up there to review. Yep. Do you have, uh, so where, where, where do you want to direct people's attention as far as, uh, um, sure. Helping you succeed. <laughs> sure. So you can find me, uh, on my website at adambrownaudio.com. Yes. And that's where, yeah, I, I try to post you know links to all my games there, um, composing work, sound design work, um, you know keyboards work. Um, I'm available for a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, and then um, soon, very very soon here, I'll be on the Unity Asset Store, um, you know as well, and then hopefully soon after 
on a real asset store and, and, yeah. and whatnot. So, um, so for any game devs listening, uh, the asset that I'm working on right now for Unity is adaptive music, you know, vertical layering, uh, a whole album of it um, that, well, that's adaptive, but it's not custom. So mm. if you can't yet afford custom adaptive music, um, you know, maybe you can still, um, you know, pay a small fee and, and have something that you can use where you can change the music, um, just by calling certain parameters and boom, there you go. That, that works for now. Um, so, um, you know, visit my website, adambrownaudio.com and, um, get on the mailing list and, um, you know, there'll, there'll be some free tracks and assets to try out that way. And then, um, soon following, um, there'll be, you know, a full album for you on unity asset store. So yeah. the nice thing about this adaptive music, um, I should say, is that you don't need FMOD, you don't need Elias, you don't need Wise, uh, nothing like that. It just works with the native Unity audio. So, um, you know, so it's kind of perfect for like game jams and stuff like that if you don't have an audio guy. Yeah. So. And I think for any any game dev or anyone listening, really, a, g- a great way to, ju- even if you're not going to use the files... If you just want to like help help a brother out, yeah, go and go and buy his asset pack because you know it's it's there. Uh, For sure, I think it's good to have. It's sort of like you make this. It's like a tip jar. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, no, you 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 do good work. So it's like you'll oh, have thank useful you. stuff in uh, in there too. So it's good. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, man. Uh, well, and then so check out Duck Paradox on Steam. Yep, also. definitely visited that on Steam. Yeah, yeah, that's you know I think you'll have a lot of fun. All right, that was the episode. Make sure you check out Adam's website, adambrownaudio.com. And uh, as of recording this, Duck Paradox doesn't have a Steam page link yet, but I will put those in the show notes uh, as I'm planning on releasing this around the same time that that's released. So go check that out. All right. Uh, I've decided to turn myself into a gargoyle and fly to the next episode. Okay, here we go. Okay, bye.